Oh, yeah. Comedy Film Nerds, ep 459, Chris. It's I'm pretty coming exciting. In coming over, in hot, yeah. I'm coming mm-hmm. overly excited. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I haven't been sitting in my car for over an hour on the freeway. Oh. Well, that, that gets you jittery. <laughs> like I said, it depends on how much coffee you have. Yeah. It really depends. It really depends. I don't really drink coffee. But I had a, this is going to sound the worst. I have my uh, all-natural uh, pre-workout energy drink. Um, <laughs> that's what I had before my bike ride, and that gets me very excited. It's You're a, right. That it's is... a mung fruit sweetened. Oh, <laughs> shut up, Graham. Shut up. No one wants to hear that. That's you. so L.A. Oh, mung fruit oh, yeah, sweetened yeah. protein. Coming um, up the 405. My drinking my vegan smoothie in my electric car. All on true. Way, Not right. in jail. And then oh, I yeah. slam on so, my brakes and swear at the guy in front of me. So they're charging you an extra $20 for something a squirrel eats. Pretty much. Right. <laughs> Do squirrels eat mung fruit? <laughs> Uh, actually, Chris, the squirrel diet is uh, heavily. Oh, shut up! I did. I did. This is this is my. So, a car a car stalled, mm-hmm. and I do drive an electric car. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> hi, and mm-hmm. a guy and his it was like an old Jeep, mm-hmm. and his car was stalled. I was like, "You fucking gas driving asshole!" Not <laughs> 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 did you get polluting the earth? God yeah. damn it! Yeah, my car runs fine. Serves you right. Did, did you uh, while he was um, you know lifting up a said, Did you throw monk fruit at him? <laughs> <laughs> I did. I threw part of my vegan smoothie at him and I went, murderer, and I drove by. So it was great. You guys are going to so. make me get my phone out because now I need to know what a monk fruit looks like. I don't know what it looks like. <laughs> but it's supposed to have less sugar impact on your... Yeah, yeah. it's not like... Mm-hmm. Well, so like cane sugar and yeah, all right. this is... is <laughs> Chris, yeah. Chris, yeah. I don't Please, know, keep I'm, going. You and I are looking at each other like... <laughs> no, tell us more about it. <laughs> this is just... About to get out of his chair when I was going to break down the sweetener monk fruit thing. Sorry, couldn't. So, is it like stevia? Is that what you're saying? It's actually a little better than stevia, Chris. Uh, Cane sugar can be inflammatory on the human body. You know, don't even talk about high fructose corn syrup. See, there we go. This is now in your wheelhouse. Now we're now we're in a dark place. Very dark place. The two oh people that God. live near the beach just start connecting on the mung fruit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Reiki <laughs> Chris healing. And I just look at each other yeah. like. Oh, and there's somebody so that true. opens up a shack. I can make up fruit names and charge $50 a pop. And Suckers. S- yeah. And sell almonds. Suckers. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> almonds. You know almonds? You've yeah, never had yeah. it before, right? Um, anyway, um, I have a new crystal store that's yeah. selling crystals. Um <laughs> Um, they'll, you know, reorganize your chakra and also, uh, they look good on your Christmas tree. We, we might need to talk with them about yeah. some of writing for our, um, for our... Go to Graham's chakra yeah. album. <laughs> Do you mind if we use that name in our show? Graham's chakra shack? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Graham's chakra, chakra shack. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Now that's gotta go in, I think. You get an aura cleanse for 50% off? Yeah, we're doing like a two-for-one yeah. aura cleanse. Right. A two-for-one so that you and your like, doppelganger... Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get your auras cleaned out. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's introduce our guest. <laughs> I don't Who know. Are it's pretty fun so far. Yeah. I don't know if we need and, it. And, uh, you know, sometimes we don't have a guest because, you know, someone cancels last minute. Uh, someone didn't eat mung fruit. Yeah, they yeah, all yeah. hopped up on cane sugar. They had a... Uh, um, a combustion engine that broke down yep. on the side of the road because and they no were, one helped as they them. Deserve, yeah. As they deserve, as <laughs> yeah. God gave them, yes. that's what happens. And, uh, you know, 
even AAA wouldn't stop. It's everyone's sending a message. Nor to should poor, they. Nor yeah, should yeah. they. <laughs> so uh, we doubled up and have two guests today. How about that? Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, that? we have Heather Dowling and Michelle Barton. Hello. And uh, they are producers, writers, and uh, actors. So they're going to tell us a little bit about themselves and their diets. Please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, this could get ugly. <laughs> So yeah, hi, I am Heather Dowling, and I am a producer and a writer and an actor. That's true. And um, I've been in LA for now, wow, we've been here now for nine years, and I've been full-time at the craft for eight of those. Nice. And what happened was the delightful woman you're about to meet, she and I were accountability partners with our acting. Oh. Yes. And we discovered that the way- It was like a sparring partner. Very much like that, in fact. And Very true. We discovered in that process that we were so different in the way we approached everything about the business was so different that one day we were like, okay, this is really funny. If somebody was recording this, they'd be like, how are these women even working together? And so that's how we came to write the series that we're working on now that we talked to you guys about that had to show up here today. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. And you guys are doing a Kickstarter. We'll get into that a yes. little bit later yes. on. So let's like, give a little tease. What's the name of it? So it's downthemiddleseries.com. The series right. is called Down the Middle, and we're actually funding it through Seed and Spark, which has been okay. an incredible oh, experience. No, it's good. I mean, Seed and Spark is the mung fruit of, uh, yeah. it, <laughs> of crowdfunding. <laughs> All joking aside it really is great <laughs> just so you know yeah. but yeah so that's you know that's what yeah, we're so it's on. good for you but no one's ever heard of it exactly but, yeah okay. exactly but they will they will because it is the solution to your crowdfunding needs excellent like um, fruit and that was sugar. a very good commercial for seed nice yes. that was fantastic well we've been working on it smooth yeah. so let's get into but, some well movie. hold on we oh. gotta meet the other half. guest well, my better half heather's job and she blew it oh. yeah <laughs> Heather's like, well, let's meet our other. Then what happened? All right, she disappeared. So Michelle, Michelle, let's uh, let's meet you. you. How are you doing? Hi, nice to meet you all. (laughs) (laughs) Michelle Barton. Yeah, I'm also actor, writer, performer, Mm -hmm. and I'm great. I had my monk fruit today. (laughs) Chris, I know. Yeah, Mm -hmm. but we just have had a, a wild time playing into our extremes and creating these characters. Nice. Yeah. And because we do meet in the middle a lot, just Heather and Michelle, but it was really, it's been really fun to go into the extremes. And then in this very meta way, we've really become our series during our crowdfunding campaign. Completely. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. That's yeah. fantastic. But I bet you guys, I bet you guys are a bit of an odd couple. I know. I, I get a little oh, are you sense. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. See, they think yeah. we little sense. <laughs> yeah. we are I mean, so, look at this. I don't know you, where you got that we're, idea. <laughs> we're polar opposites on almost every level. <laughs> No, oh, then you're gonna love this series. Yeah, it's yeah. like Chris is a a dad, a, da- a suburban dad. Mm-hmm. I'm single, no kids, live at the beach, like surfs, surfs. Yeah, I can barely <laughs> go in the water. Oh. Yeah, it, it's and I still wear a wetsuit, but I don't surf. Yeah. <laughs> I just wear one on the beach. Just, yeah. just kind of yeah. walks yeah, like, around. Right. Well, I just like the attention. Sand is itchy. So. <laughs> We're kind of similar. He's walking around with a wetsuit and a board under his arm. Yeah. yeah. Like, Do you wear hey, your wetsuit on the beach? I don't go down there. I know. <laughs> See, she thinks it's this horrible place. I don't, I can't go. I get, I, I'm very particular about my beaches, and it's too cold and messy here. Oh. It's true. I'm a brat about beaches. See? I, yeah, I, I admit. That's, I, admit. I can understand But yet we think it's yeah. interesting, because look at, we're at 459 episodes you guys mm-hmm. have done. We argue that opposites actually make for a really interesting collaboration and they're the most mm-hmm. fun projects to work on if you can learn how to bridge the gap and communicate with each other those are the most fun projects to work on. alchemy i wouldn't want to mm-hmm. do a podcast with some dipshit surfer you know what i mean 
every day. Like, hey, my monk yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah, like, and I wouldn't want to do one with a responsible adult. That would make. <laughs> I mean, where, what's the fun? In, I'm yeah, with that, you. that makes no sense. <laughs> what would they do without us? <laughs> I know, right. <laughs> What do we do without each other? I mean, we, like, I am so on top of all the structure of it, and then Michelle just always reminds me to have fun with it, and I, I just, I don't know that I would if she didn't. Do you know what I remember? So we're working with this production company, and I showed up to the meeting. <laughs> I met her ahead of time. I hadn't seen her for a little while. I just came back from Burning Man. She, My clothes were not oh, dusty. Man, she literally great. got out of her yeah, car was dusty, and she was like, "Are you really gonna wear that hat?" Yeah. <laughs> we're getting ready to go in this meeting with these producers to see if we're gonna partner, and she literally gets out of her car from Burning Man. Just still, you know, the playa is all over her, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding that me. That sentence oh, alone, great. I just had got back, back from, from Burning Man. Man. That yeah, one, great. to meet with producers, yeah. the greatest <laughs> sentence I've ever heard in all of Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. we, had, we had a partner uh, who was uh, enjoyed moment. going to Burning Man and um, seemed to think it was uh, a little more important than anything else. Yep, yep. <laughs> Oh wow! So that so no he would have missed that meeting. Yeah, yes. yeah. he would have missed that meeting. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He still would have worn the hat though. Well, that's where um, we meet in the middle because mm-hmm. you know she wouldn't miss the meeting. Miss right. The meeting. Good. Right. I would just it's show up compromise. dusty. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> With a giant hat. But do you guys get it? You guys. Yeah. Oh, it was. It was like yeah. I was. Yeah. I was literally looking at her like. I don't know what I do with this. Like, I don't know what to do with this right now. Like, what do I, because these were friends of mine did that had never a, met her before. Did it have a tea bag hanging from it? <laughs> <laughs> Went well, we're partnered with them. Oh, yeah, that worked out. And I think now, I think now, actually, they might like her better than me, actually. Oh, I don't think so. I don't know. She's the fun one. We, this has been well established. All right. Well, well, we're getting in the middle of a scrap. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Fantastic. We'll have to use our conflict resolution podcast voice. Uh, <laughs> you, I didn't do know you we have, have that. one? Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, we don't. It's, no. a, it's Aaron. It's Aaron's our conflict resolution. <laughs> yeah. Good luck, Aaron. Um, so, all right. Let's start getting into let's some movies. Let's talk some movies. Now, movies. Captain Marvel. This came out, but we, um, we did a summer movie preview last week, so we're a little behind. However, we will be doing, uh, because of road schedules, we always get the tweets whenever there's a Marvel movie that comes out. Why don't you have Jackie Cation do your spoiler episode every like time? Like we haven't thought of it. Yes. Yeah. We like like what it. a great suggestion. Oh, the yeah. most knowledgeable Marvel person yeah. I've ever met in my entire With life. With some very strong and interesting opinions. Yeah. Why would we want her on for a Marvel movie? <laughs> uh, so she was on the road. So, uh, but she will be back next week. So we'll be doing the Captain uh, Marvel spoiler next week. You guys right. will get to but hear. But we will. We, but we're going to be. We're we'll have coming. to talk about it right now. <laughs> we always do the Marvel. We always yes. do a Marvel movie spoiler. Mm-hmm. Up, so. All right. So Captain Marvel. Let's talk about this movie. I, man, I was so fired up going into this film. Yes. I mm-hmm. love, obviously, mm-hmm. if you listen to this show, you know, we, I love the Marvel, we love the Marvel movies. Yes. They're, mm-hmm. they're, they're so mm-hmm. fun. I'm with mm-hmm. you. And I saw this and I was like, boom. When they put her in the, um, the teaser at the end of um, Infinity War, you know, last oh, summer, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, rad. It's like just your symbol. Legit, yeah, just, like, let's mm-hmm. do it. The trailer yeah. I loved. Mm-hmm. And I was a little, I was a little disappointed by this. Oh, I was so glad to hear you say that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, the dialogue was you know what's painful, painful, oh. painful. It was, it felt rudimentary. It felt, it, it was, it was boring. I thought the dialogue was boring, and I thought they were so. Look, the de aging thing. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That part creeped me out. I thought the dialogue was kind of boring, and I, I didn't, I didn't get invested at all. I this, know. I. 
they completely lost me. And I am a huge Marvel. This is Heather. Isn't by that the way. thing? I'm a huge Marvel <laughs> that fan. They do so well is get you engaged, right? And make you. I did not care about a single character. I I I, di- I really didn't. I wasn't invested in anybody. Not even the little cute little girl that I was supposed to fall for. I was like, yeah, she's really really cute. It felt like all this like cliche action movie dialogue. It felt like felt like some of it was like rom-com dialogue. Almost. Like she's like I don't this is the thing and and I can't believe DC we, we you know D, I'm not a fan of the, most of the DC movies. No. Wonder Woman was amazing. That was the right. exception. Was. That was the exception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was almost like a one-off. It was yes. like a yeah. one-off. Mm-hmm. It was so it was so and I'm like wh- why is the like the the writing of a strong female character why does she have to be sassy and why can't like I, I was just like and it was just this like cliche. Mm. I felt like I was watching a rom com. Yeah. Like mm. they're gonna fall Look, in love. Look, I'm the tough girl. Yeah. Yes. yes. It was that? Yeah, it was I know. Just, like just it's be a badass. Good. And by the, and I didn't find her likable either. Right. You know so what? not only I, were you not particularly a badass, did I think, and I didn't buy that you were, but I also didn't think you were that likable. And I don't think it was her. I think it was the writing. It has I, to be. I think it was that was my biggest flaw with the. She's film. a like, great I, actress. Like I thought it was okay. Like I was like you know it's interesting. Like it's easily the weakest marvel movie oh no doubt now with the exception of like um well i actually really like the ant-man movies i know you're kind of i like on the the fence on the the ant-man ones uh but as far i think this is the but even the weakest marvel movie i feel like it's like a a, a weak pixar movie like it's still okay there's still pieces that you could pick out and enjoy like or a bad coen brothers movie there's still moments that you could really enjoy and they were there and uh, you know when you your respect movie... the misfire. Yes, exactly. This felt like I wanted to go like, who, who did this? Who did this? That's I awesome. saw just like five, six writers, and that yeah, was like... and that's always a bad sign because then you there's not a consistent vision, and it also lays a lot on the director too. Like yeah. you know why couldn't you um, pull all this together, all these elements? Because that's that's the director's yeah. job. And so. it was shocking because I think Kevin Feige is a genius, and I think what they've yeah. done with Marvel. I mean, I'm not comic book person at all right so Mm -hmm. i don't know i don't have a relationship to any Mm -hmm. of those characters otherwise and i still am a pretty ridiculous fan you know it's interesting like you don't have like the pedigree of like oh we know who iron man is we know captain Mm -hmm. america is we know who these characters are now but when you get to guardians of the galaxy it's the same kind of um I, i guess you could say you know brand recognition or whatever is like a captain marvel where not everyone really knows who right. these characters are so That's the thing the- about guardians of the galaxy is that uh you trusted in the filmmaker to make everyone else care about these characters that you don't know who they are and can i say something that mm-hmm. might be i sometimes i argue with myself that that might mm-hmm. not be my favorite marvel the first guardians mm-hmm. it's and I think the the point that you guys bring up great points. Like when we talked about this when the first Guardians came out, you don't have to. The, the, the beauty of the Marvel movies, I believe, is mm-hmm. you don't have to be a diehard comic book person. Nope. I didn't know much about Guardians at all. I'm, I didn't know anything. I about yeah, yeah, I didn't know that world mm-hmm. or those characters and the way they presented. It, like this is a blast. You're right, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And then, but this I was like, so so I I don't need to know a lot about Captain Marvel to go. Oh, they're going to make a good movie for yeah. me. That's I'm what enjoy I thought. It anyway. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was so like, and and I. Really Really, like Brie Larson, I think she's she's like Room. She's an amazing actress, and I think she. Could've... I think they just got the character wrong. I don't think it was Brie Larson. I think they got the character wrong. I, I think she was I directed think incorrectly. She was written incorrectly, and it actually made me want to. Um, go and check out more of the source material. Like, let me see what she's like in the comics. You guys are actually helping me understand. I was just like noticing most of the time the cool visual moments and not paying attention to the writing at all. Mm -hmm. But I think it was because I was 
checked out on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll, yeah really, that'll do it for It wasn't sure. interesting. You get, I mean, like, like if you don't care about the characters or what they're doing or saying, you're, the only thing left to focus on is the, the pretty pictures and the visuals and the effects. But, I mean, the other you thing, know, I, I found myself waiting like, well, when's, when's Nick Fury going to show up? Like, uh, like I, know, I was, right? was just kind of, I wasn't as engaged with these new characters as I normally am when Marvel introduces new That's characters. Right. But even the writing, even the, like another missed opportunity was like, oh, we're going to get some more backstory on, on Nick Fury. Awesome. We uh, didn't. And we didn't. Not really. No, we just got that he has a, had a level three security clearance in the in the 90s. Yeah. That's all. That's and all we, we also got. got that, look how cool this technology guy is. He looks so young. Yeah. yeah. Look what we did. And it's like, yeah, I got it. First of all, that creeps no. me out. And second of all, that's showing me that he's younger is not useful. And the a, all the alien cat, that's why he has an eye patch. I have to admit that the cat was my favorite The cat was well, right. Because the cat was intriguing. If the cat steals your movie. There might, there might be an issue. Yeah, yeah. Save the cat is a whole new. Well, like I saw thing. it. You know, we saw it, um, and you know, it's one thing my wife said was like, you know, I thought the cat was like my favorite part. I'm like, <laughs> I, I, me too. I agree. I, I know. The cat was my favorite part That's too. So sad. So, uh, and, and there was a couple things like, uh, you know, they really tried to shoehorn and force in like the '90s stuff, like Ugh. the cardboard cutout Carol shoots in the blockbuster show was originally supposed to be Jim Carrey in the mask. Mm -hmm. With Carol mistaking the green face for a scroll, but the filmmakers couldn't secure the rights. Oh, I, you know, but who, I, who cares? It doesn't matter. Like that was some of the '90s yeah. reference for me mm -hmm. personally. Th that was cool. I uh, liked it when she landed in the blockbuster. I, mean, I laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. funny. It was funny. Uh, the music that was playing. You know, she's they go in there. There is there's an internet cafe. Right. Yeah. The the fact that like the cat's name was Goose, which is a top gun, top right? Gun, which yeah, I yeah. I did mm. love that. Yeah. Name. The other pilot's no. last name was Rambo. Yeah. No, I, <laughs> which was I was just like one of the most Sandy Rambo or whatever. I was like fucking love it. One of the <laughs> most interesting um, uses of the '90s for this film actually wasn't in the film. They uh, launched an official website of the film, but they emulated a design for the website from the 90s. They... So it's got like HTML frames, oh pixelated God. GIFs, uh, a hit counter, a guest book, and like a low resolution trailer that you could watch inside oh of like God. a real player box. So I'm thinking, well, that kind of creativity, like I would have liked to have seen a little more of that in the, the movie. <laughs> well, that's, that's two different teams, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's that's it. So I, I, I'll say this. I think the biggest flaw for this film, like, well, first of all, it's an origin story. It doesn't matter. You could make those interesting. And uh, we've seen a ton of them before. There's still ways to make them interesting. And you don't necessarily have to harp on them. You know, the the whole thing of like, oh, uh, the, the memories that I can't place or put together. Okay, we could try to put that together like a puzzle as the movie progresses. But Everything felt like it didn't get enough attention or too much. Like, everything was off. Like, all right, if this is a main part of her backstory, why aren't we concentrating more on these memories and if mm. they're real and what's going on and all of those things? But now we're concentrating more on, like, you know, uh, a subway chase or, you know, or a yep. chase from, like, you know, on a train. But there's but there's all these character moments were um, basically omitted and they were they, they just weren't fleshed out properly. I, I was confused, which yeah. never happens to me. And, and like so yeah. many, like, and I've said this, the, like the Thor universe, I'm not that well versed in. Right. Like the Iron Man and the Cap and Captain America, those worlds I know. And so, but it was comprehensive and coherent. Always, yeah. I never mm -hmm. felt lost right. in any of the other well, ones. And I feel like that's why Marvel has won over people yeah. who are not comic yeah. book fans mm -hmm. and are not even fantasy fans, not even right. sci-fi fans, and yet they won them over because the storytelling was complete right. and it happened to exist in that universe. Mm -hmm. And that's a very different 
that's a different, completely different than this movie. You know, on paper, it seems like it's one of those things where, um, oh, this should work on paper. We've got a big star, big franchise, big character. We're going to introduce her and put her into the rest of this universe. Great. And, uh, um, and you've got, you know, what, 30 other movies that were successes before? <laughs> so everything on paper looks like, what could go wrong? And They uh, abandoned yeah. their, mm-hmm. their normal operating procedures, my guess, because it was like this movie even... The I was confused. I've never been confused in a Marvel I, movie. I, did, I didn't. There were. Uh, I was disconnected. Are and there... two of the writers were also the directors. And here's the other thing too: is it's very rare to have two people direct a film. It really is a sole vision. It's a sole um, voice. And uh, you know the Coen brothers obviously can do it, but. You know, it's one of those things they where... They share blood, though. Yeah, they do. They share blood. <laughs> yeah. and, and it's rare to see two directors um, pull it off. And I really felt like this was kind of like one director wanted to do one thing, one director wanted to do the other, and they kind of met in the middle. But when you meet in the middle, you don't have a vision or you don't have a voice. And then it, like, it, it kind of gets met, well, lost. Well, Michelle, I want to ask you, so, so are you a huge Marvel movie fan going into this? I love the movies, but I'm not as well. I'm like not super well versed in it. Mm-hmm. So I felt really neutral and open and interested to see it, basically. And then as the movie was progressing, you were just sort of <laughs> less interested. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you guys could see your face because yeah. it says so much right now. <laughs> There's this little squinty nose that she does when she's being nice. <laughs> Yeah, that was a, there was a there was a I'm gonna be nice pause. Uh-huh. That's what I, that's what yeah. I just picked up big time. The, you know, it, it's, it's like when a southerner goes, "Well, bless your heart." Yeah, <laughs> yeah they just told me to fuck off. Yeah, yeah. they just told bless me to your go, heart. Bless your yeah. heart. That's right. You're like they said nice words, but yeah. wow, I feel like I just got told to shut the fuck up. Yeah. That's what I, I did with an accent. <laughs> Um, so I don't know this movie again it won't go down as one of the best Marvel movies for sure and uh, you know Sam Tripoli was already talking to me before the show about the conspiracy theory it's not doing nearly the numbers that uh, you know they're reporting like it's uh, I don't know if I believe that because a lot of times this data is reported by the actual theaters and they're more than happy to tell you if a movie does bad or or not because they're the ones that making the money I'm sure it Um, did well because I'm sure it had a great opening weekend because it's Marvel. It's Marvel, exactly. Like I, I said that, I said, look, even a, um, a mediocre Pixar movie or a mediocre Disney anime movie is still going to do a lot of money because it, it doesn't matter because it's, it's, it it's it got is. that whole machine behind it mm-hmm. and all the goodwill from all the other movies that were made. So I'm sure it's doing fine. Marvel's not upset over the box office. <laughs> um, you know, it, Creatively, I think that's more where it's having the problem. Like, uh, like, do I want to see another Captain Marvel movie? I don't know if I do. You know, mm. and uh, I really felt like if it's got one, if it's a different director and they just put one director on it, I, I would be with more one vision, yeah. like Patty Jenkins did with uh, Wonder Woman. Right, exactly. She just went, "This is how we're doing right. it." There was no, there was no moment in Gail Godot's Wonder Woman where I went. Eh. Everything she said and did, I was like, right. damn, that's Wonder Woman. That is, yeah, yep. that's sense. Wonder Woman. No doubt about like it. This, this felt like um, like they didn't know where to go with the character. Like, okay, well, is she acting this way because she can't remember things? Like, is she missing her memories? Is she acting this way because she's a dick? <laughs> or is she acting this way 
because um, you know they're trying to show force down your throat that she's a badass. Like I felt like uh, it, no one could pick a yes, lane. On all, those. Yes, yeah. all of those. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that's how that's. I think it was all of those. Yeah. I don't think they knew how to write her. Right, and that's why I remember when I, I got to talk to Petty Jenkins. I saw her at a screening and they answered questions. And I remember she was talking about the scene into No Man's Land mm-hmm. and Wonder Woman mm-hmm. and how they were fighting her on that and the way they wanted it, and she would not back down. Right, that it was going to go the way that she saw it. And right. to me, that was the moment of that movie. Well, that's, right. and that's mm-hmm. what a director does. has to do. Yeah. They yeah. have to go this, they we're doing. They have the vision for the entire film. That's yeah. the it all role. Puts together. They're yeah. the anchor. They're the mm-hmm. captain. And it's their responsibility. I always, mm-hmm. when I hear this, like I'm always like, would you have two head coaches on a team, on a yeah. sports team? <laughs> Not if you want to win. Not if you want to yeah. win. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You wouldn't do it. It's just like it never, it never works. Other than the Coen brothers, has it? Are there any other examples? I can't think of. Matrix. Yeah, the, the first one. Yeah, the first one. The yeah, two and three are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was a two and three. I don't. Uh-oh. I stopped counting after <laughs> okay, the first one. Okay, any who yeah. aren't related to each other. That's true because they were. Uh, yeah, like they you were say, related. Sharing yeah. blood. Yeah, so that's true. And even two. from what I understand of the Cohen brothers, they're they they, from my understanding, is the Cohen brothers give themselves co-directing credit, but they're very much like, look, you're going to do this, I'm going to do yeah. that. They right? divide and conquer. They divide and, yeah. and it's and it's more just like... That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. More of the... When you're a director-producer, they just more go, well, you do more of the producing, I'll do more of the directing, is my mm-hmm. understanding of it, which makes sense, which is why their right. movies have such a clear vision. Yes. They're not like... You never go, oh, this this was two directors fighting. Yeah, on a vision. or, you or, never or hear two directors going, okay, whatever you want, you know, right. or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I wonder That's like the antithesis who? of being a director. Whatever you want, whatever you yeah. want. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I'm looking at this cast too. Like even like Samuel Jackson. Like I felt like he did his best, but he had very little to work with. The only one that was a little more interesting was Ben. Uh, Mendelssohn, like they did some a couple of interesting things with the villain, but even then it was like it was half baked. But it then was the villain, a, and then they, they, <laughs> the villains became all wacky at the end. Like, and then like Jude Law, I mean, I'm sorry, I but know. what? I, I, there <laughs> yeah. was a lot of stuff. It just, I just, and then there were these these moments where it's like sh- they would demonstrate that she had this absurd power and she knew it, and then it would be a fist fight. I'm like I know you. She vaporized. There was like one compartment that she did this, and the yeah. entire thing vaporized. But now she's going to be in hand-to-hand combat because why? Yeah, just vaporized. I mean, it well. just and that's I kind of got there too. I was like, well, if she can just shoot off. Oh, should I not be saying these because of the spoilers? Well, it's, so, the, you know. so I won't say the way, but but just let's say that the way that it runs out, I'm like. Well, then there's really nothing to talk about because she'll right. just handle it. Well, yeah. that's the other thing—the Ben Mendelsohn thing. And I, 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 I know we didn't. We'll get more into it in the spoiler. Well, the spoiler, but even the Ben Mendelsohn thing, he starts out as this badass villain. Mm-hmm. Got his shit together. And then in the second half of the movie, he's like, oh, my bumbling science guy. Like, oh, darn it. Yeah. Well, I, I have <laughs> a feeling like, like I'm looking at the numbers and there's six more credits. So there's eight writers. Ugh. So that eight means writers. each writer took 15 minutes of the film. Is that so, normal <laughs> for a Yeah, that's what it, it feels like. Each writer got the right 15 minutes and then they put it all together. What was that? Is that a normal thing for Marvel? No, no, no okay. it is not. They'll give they'll they'll usually the the Marvel will have multiple credits because it'll just they'll credit the original source material, yeah. uh, right? Right. Comic writers, right. whatever. But this felt like too many writing by committee. <sighs> yeah, which is never. So it was writing thing. and directing by committee, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Wow, which doesn't work. 
Mm-mm. All right, Marvel. All right. Well, now it may be so, home runs, I guess. Yeah, it's all right. See, you know. I know they're. I know they'll be crying to hear this as they yeah, sip on like, their. Oh no, maybe like, oh, we should stop making 150 these. Hundred and fifty year old now. Scott. Yeah. yeah, did you hear what they said? Man, I don't know if I can do this again. Kevin's like, oh. <laughs> I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can make another after hearing yeah. that podcast. Yeah, this is ridiculous. All the uh, podcasters and bloggers are, are really getting angry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I, you know. And listen, there's because to me, I we got to take every tweet seriously. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't crazy about Thor number one. Mm. However, I thought Thor Ragnarok was great. Yeah. So they redeemed it. I mean, they to me it they can. rebuilt I, it. If if I'm I'm willing to see this another Captain Marvel movie, provided mm. there's a better team in place. Because yes. I felt the same way. You know, it's the, interesting. It's a very, four. very yeah. different direction on directors, too. Like, you've totally. got Kenneth Branagh. Oh, Henry V? He's doing a Thor movie? <laughs> um, and, okay. And then we're doing, you know, then a comedy director did Ragnarok. Yeah. And, and look, I love Kenneth Branagh, both, but... I thought they both it was worked. Not a pro- yeah. mm, the first one, it was fine. Mm-hmm. You but thought it, they worked because you're a huge... You like I'm Thor. I'm a big fantasy. And you like yeah, fantasy. Yeah, See? So, mm-hmm. so for the... Non, you know, I did. It didn't have the same draw, so it was fine. I liked it, mm-hmm. and this Ragnarok, I loved. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the other thing too. Ragnarok had a great sense of humor. This the the comedic attempts in this were just like oh, clunky. Yeah. Man. You said it attempt to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they were clunky. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Next movie. Well, that's enough. Captive State. Now you guys saw Captive State. I can't yes. wait to hear about this movie because honestly, the premise sounds really <laughs> interesting. Doesn't it though? It does. <laughs> Best one sentence review of any movie I've ever heard. We were. It was agony. <laughs> it really it was, was agony. Again, was agony. I started noticing the sound design and how much I liked that. <laughs> um, I wanted to love this movie, and I did not care about any of the characters whatsoever. Mm. It was so all over the place. Yeah, it's it's it was, hard. It's hard. I kept looking at her like, how long have we been sitting here? <laughs> we we would we would we would look at each other, and I would hold my watch up and go, "Are you kidding? We still have this much still." That is the kiss of death. I know. When you look at your watch and go, "It's got to almost be over," and you're like, "There's an hour left." Yeah, uh, yeah it was absolutely and painful. It was, it was. It really was. It was hard to watch. Isn't the, John Goodman in this movie? Yeah. Yes, and John was, Goodman and Vera Farmiga, who's one of my like when I grow up, I want to be her. Yeah. She's unbelievable She's great. and. You could have had anybody in it because it wouldn't have mattered. But I don't think it's the actor's fault. I don't either. I think they did actually a great job, and I don't know if there was. I really want to see the script as it was written because I'm like, was it more linear? And I like non-linear. I can go there, but it just nothing played out. It was so fractured. So fractured. I do think it was right when I was talking to to my husband Mike about it. It felt like that the original cut of this movie was like three and a half hours long, and And then they just had to cut the crap out of it to get it to work. And as a result, you want to talk about confused? Oh, I mean, (laughs) what the what? And yet, the big shocking punchline was not even remotely shocking and not Mm. even remotely interesting when it all paid out. Because you were already done with it. I I was so done and didn't care about anybody. the premise is it's an alien occupation, but this is a story like a decade after, like where the, you know, humans have already been um, uh, basically... Uh, subverted. Yeah. Well, yeah, and here's yeah. what here's what was one of the most challenging things to me was that there are supposedly two factions of humans: the humans that have given in and decided they're going to work with these all-knowing aliens. aliens, which, by the way, had no consistent form or design or characteristics. So therefore, it felt like three different aliens. But whatever. <laughs> um, but they. So I never got clear. There's some of them like, oh, it's so much better. But there was zero demonstration of why. Any human would think it was any better. 
Well, they made a case for mm. the rich and the poor, but we didn't even get to see the world. We never the saw the world rich. of yeah. the ones that were all for it. Why are they all for it? You never saw that. So all you saw were the rebels. And then with those rebels, one, you didn't really care about them. And two, you were not convinced at all that they were competent of pulling off anything. <laughs> I mean, I, I... Well, it was a large buy-in to ask because it seemed like... I don't want to spoil it, though. It oh, was a, spoil was, it. Nobody should see it. Well, there was a large <laughs> buy-in to ask with how it was structured that this whole team is already in place. And just, and it's like, but I didn't see any of it. So I was like, okay, well, maybe they're going to show us later. You know, but... <laughs> it did not. <laughs> it just, yeah. It was so bad. It was so bad. Wow. And I, I was, so we were like, the only thing captive is us. And <laughs> the, the, the only, the, I have to credit that to Michelle. She said that night about, I peed a little. It was so funny. Um, but we, the only reason I didn't walk out of that movie is because we work in this business. And I know, we know that there are hundreds and hundreds of people that work their butts off and nobody ever, we always say, nobody sets out to make a bad movie. Right. And when you have that kind of star, those kinds of stars oh attached, God. you think you've really got something. Right. So I just- And a cool premise. And yeah, a great yeah. really premise. Cool premise. It was a great premise. And that's almost what, ma- it always makes it worse when it's a good premise that just- Yeah, that they don't execute well. Oh, right. it hurts. It was painful. I so. am really curious to see the script, how it was written. I, bet, I wonder if we could get our hands on because I, I would love to know what they meant to do because, boy. <laughs> what if it was like three, like you said, it was like 300 pages and then like shot everything and then, well, and all right, we got to cut this down. Well, that's all I would need mm-hmm. to see. Yeah. If I saw the original script was 300 pages, i go, bop, uh, there's your problem. There's yeah. your problem. Yeah, but nobody d- addressed that. And mm-hmm. the thing about it is the director, so I can't even think of his name right now, but the, um, the director, Rupert Wyatt. Rupert, Wyatt. Rupert Wyatt, was the one who did Planet of the Apes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. And I don't know that he's done anything in between, but I remember one of the reasons I was open to it is because he had done Planet of the Apes and I couldn't believe how moving that film was to me and mm-hmm. how invested I got in pretend animals. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. He's done Rise of the Planet of the Apes in 2011. He did The Gambler, which I I like that movie, and then now this Captive State. So it's really... Uh, it's so I don't know how he got... The Gambler? The Gambler was a remake. It was with um, Mark Wahlberg. It was a remake of a James Caan movie from the 70s, and it was done very well. It was. It's a really, yeah. It was a really one of these movies where I just was like, how did this kind of sneak through and nobody's... It's a, a very. Un, it, it didn't get much play. It didn't get a lot of reviews. It's a. It's a really cool little indie film. Mm-hmm. Um, but where so you'd think like if you'd show me, oh, this is the, what, going into this. Oh, the guy that did Rise of the Plants and the Gambler is doing Captive State. Oh, that sounds cool. This this yeah. Something went wrong. Well, especially because yeah. Alien Occupation of the Earth. So it's it's kind of a fantasy premise, and then there's people that have to band together okay well planet of the apes you know like yeah. right also a fantastic wheelhouse yeah yeah <laughs> and man and the thing about like what the the all of these the th- we've talked about this the the new the three planet of the apes movies come out i've loved all of them oh, I thought yeah they were yeah. so They've good all, and it's shocking to and, me and shocking I, I they make the same way like they're way better than they had any right to be right because <laughs> <laughs> it's Planet of the Apes. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm. but they did. They 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 stay true to the original Planet of the Apes, which is heavy social and political commentary. Mm-hmm. And hey, hey, humans who keep fucking the planet up, guess what? This this is a potential thing. This is a and the thing I love about them is when you go into sort of future um, science fiction fantasy of going, well, what, how would these people actually, re- keep it rooted in, re- what would actually happen? Real people do, yeah. If our actual world that we live in right now today was held captive by aliens, 
what would it be like? That's usually when it's like the first man. thing to go a podcast studio. <laughs> I think it depends on the aliens. Too. Yeah, well, it's their big film fans. Yeah, you never yeah. know. They might be. They might like them. Yeah, that might be their number one form of extraterrestrial entertainment is podcasting. <laughs> but I do think that's thing. what Michelle and I kept saying was that that was the problem with it is that it no, you you never got bought in that what had supposedly happened had happened, and you didn't get oh, yeah. and you didn't there get you what go. was at stake for anybody that was with the aliens and trying to cooperate, and you didn't get what was at stake for the ones that weren't. It never you never bought it. Well, that'll. Kill it that, from the gate. It. Yeah, yeah, it did. It All right. All right. Good. Next movie. I saw uh, Triple Frontier. Um, this is the uh, Netflix streaming movie mm. that has Ben Affleck and Oscar Isaac in it, along with uh, a couple other people. And Oh, this looks interesting. This was, yes. It sure it does. It's a great premise episode. Yeah, so, yeah it is. Fantastic. Um, this one, not so great of a premise. Uh, this was more of like, you know, X. Th- this was like right out of like, you know, the cliche special forces action movie um, Bible. I mean, you know, guys that are out of the game, they're going back in for one last job to rob a big drug dealer who's hiding money in his house, and then they're out. You should never you know. go in for one last yeah, job. Yeah, don't ever go in for one last <laughs> Not job. Not watching yeah, the movies. Yeah. Just, Just it, watch it's one always of them. That you one know. last job that gets you. Like, you never. Um, so, and. Uh, <laughs> You know, this has a lot of talent in this movie as far as like, because I'm wondering like, where? And I realized that uh, I started reading like kind of the history of this movie. I'm like, okay, well, this is starting to make more sense. Mm -hmm. Like Tom Hardy and Channing Tatum left the project, which is hilarious over creative changes to the rewritten script. I can't imagine what they were. <laughs> um, there's no way that the script was <laughs> brilliant before it, be? it got rewritten. There's no, that's not gonna, you that's know, awesome. um, you know, person goes into house, shoots drug dealer, takes money. Like how, you know, how much, how many much nuance are you gonna put into that? Uh, and then what the hell is a triple frontier? Well, maybe frontier, the drug dealer had cr- cancer or yeah, something. Yeah, something. It could have been yeah. a human element. Yeah, something that you really turned things <laughs> around. Feed the children. Yeah. At first of all, and I'm thinking, why would you, triple frontier doesn't even make any sense. Like the, just the well, title alone. It's more than alone. two frontiers. Yeah, it's more than two. It's triple. <laughs> it's and, less uh, than four. And we can't do triple threat because that's already taken as an action oh. movie. So we got we to gotta rename threat to frontier. And then I was reading, it's uh, the title. That's why Tom already yeah. left. He's like, yeah, yeah. Triple Frontier. That, that makes no mean? sense. I'm out. Apparently, it's a geographical location where the Colombian border meets Venezuela and Brazil, or Peru and Brazil. The movie never specifies. Oh, good, which. good. Don't make it. Um, don't yeah. use actual historical stuff. Then, Specificity never works. This yeah. Is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the list of people who left this film. I'm going to oh, continue. Yes. Well, Channing um, Tatum left because they yes. probably couldn't get a tanning bed. <laughs> Um, into the jungle. Into the jungle. <laughs> um, this is my favorite piece of trivia. Johnny Depp and Tom Hanks were in talks to star in the project, what? but negotiations fell through over the course. I would <laughs> like me... to see those. Two and that was. Wait a second. Wait a second. Can we also reference that was in two thousand and ten? Two thousand and ten. So you're saying it's taken them longer than that to yes. get? Oh boy. Absolutely. That though is not unusual for films. But let me. Uh... No, it's not. But it's let me really say. It. I tell you what is unusual. Anyone ever thinking Johnny Depp is some ex Navy SEAL? Yeah. On any, on any level, <laughs> yeah. shape, or form. Yeah. Let me. Um, no, just no. Let me. Let Did me you guys explain. see him do Whitey Bulger? Anyway. If, you're, if you're not, if you're not in Hollywood, <laughs> let me explain what um, you know. Talks and negotiations falling through would have looked like for Johnny Depp and Tom Hanks. Oh, no. This is what it would have looked like. Um, the agent goes, uh, "Hey, uh, we got this movie. I don't want to do it. Would you just take the meeting? Fine, I'll take the meeting, but I'm not doing this movie. Okay, fine." 
that was that's how it went. Talks and negotiations. Those are the yeah. talks. Yeah, yeah. that's where the talks and negotiations. There's true. no way Tom Hanks, even if they offered him a hundred million dollars, would have done this movie. No. And, and Johnny yeah. Depp said, "All right, he's got to fly out to my villa." That's right. Yeah, yeah. In France. <laughs> in France, while I'm doing yoga and talk right. to me. I don't um, know. While I'm dr- I think he's just days. drinking. No. Yeah. Yeah. Ben Affleck was yeah. first attached in 2017, but dropped out, but then signed back on in 2018. <laughs> More money was offered. And Catherine Bigelow was going to direct the movie, but left to work on Detroit. Smart. Good for her. Smart, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah. And Charlie Hunnam was uh, attached to this project, then dropped out, then rejoined as well. So all of a sudden, somebody got an extra, a couple actors got an extra zero in their offers. Mm-hmm. And when it went in. to, by the way, now, probably when it went to Netflix. This yeah. movie was so stupid, but here's the thing. <laughs> Like, it really felt like it was one of those, um, remember the straight-to-DVD action movies? Like, well, this isn't nearly good uh, enough to be on, uh, you well, know. this is Netflix a, actual, now. Yeah, this is Netflix. That and, is kind of. And what we'll do is we're going to get these shitty movies and pay stars an exuberant amount of money, and then, but we're not going to care about the quality of the film. And I will say this because I've seen such horrific and unwatchable movies on Netflix. This one um, was just bad. So I, <laughs> I could say it's an improvement over some of the other Netflix offerings. Like this one, at least, you could watch stars get shot at, you know, and and hold giant guns and, you know, shoot drug dealers. And uh, what I love, that there's certain couple lines of the dialogue that just made me laugh out loud. Again, very, very movie that took itself very seriously. I was going to say, I don't, no, you weren't supposed yeah, to be Yeah, laughing. no levity at all. <laughs> okay, but it should checking. have been. It's like, like, you know, you guys are making The Expendables, right? You should kind of understand that this is funny yeah but no no very serious very very uh you know no no laughing in this movie but there was a line um that oscar isaacs was trying to convince ben affleck and ben affleck has kids to do this one last job is like you know you're gonna make so much money you can tell your kids to stop studying we'll just buy their way into harvard <gasps> oh, <laughs> yeah. oh yes well and i'm thinking wow. this movie got made much earlier than all this stuff came out, and I'm thinking that is hilarious. Wouldn't it be great if like Felicity Huffman was like the CIA operative? Yeah, calling the shots. Oh man! And then my other favorite part of the movie, and this is not a spoiler, but uh, there was a line in the movie where you know they get a lot of money out of this drug dealer's house. Clearly, that was the goal. But you know, then they have to get it to the ocean where the boat is waiting. Whatever, you know, very like just pick which cliche you want, <laughs> and then yeah, 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 and uh, uh, somebody fall in love. Yeah, and then there was uh, was there well, any was the, the sexual beginning. tension? Was somebody little, just at the beginning. That was it. Then oh. the, you know the oh, informant. Wow. You know she had to she had to leave. Oh. Uh, but uh, <laughs> one, of, one of the lines was one of the wives get fed up with the lifestyle. There wasn't time. We had to get. Right into okay. the jungle, okay. uh, but uh, yeah, of course there was a scene like that. It was been a yeah. Sure. Somebody's marriage is always falling apart. Oh. It also helps them do that one last job. Okay. Like, well, this this will help make this my decision. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this will help, and, and also Just repair drug dealer. This will also repair the relationship with my child if I go and shoot a if bunch of drug dealers and get a I, bunch of illegal money. Well, how they, could that not help? I never stuff. would have gone through a divorce if I would have just held up a drug cartel. I know. It's I like know. all you had to do was, uh, you know. Uh, hook up with a, an ex-SEAL team and uh, <laughs> drop into the jungle, get a little bit of money oh. out of a drug dealer's wall, and it you would have been good to go. all the time. Lesson yeah. learned. Initiation. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so my, my other favorite part of this film was uh, when there's a line of dialogue that, you know, there's like, it's like the warning of like things to come. It's oh. like, oh, you stole a lot of money, but I'll tell you, 
that wasn't just from one drug dealer. That was too much to be from one drug dealer. They're all going to come after you. Meaning, oh okay, there's going to be a huge showdown with all the drug dealers in the in, world uh, from Triple Frontier. <laughs> oh, that uh, from all three, <laughs> wherever them, that all three, is, whatever that is. Yeah, all from all three frontiers are going to come after. It sounds like a yeah. chain of steak restaurants in Texas. Yes, <laughs> it, does. it really does. Well, this is what happens yeah. when you eat corn-fed corn-fed steak for too long. That's what happens. Yeah. You mm-hmm. get a Triple That's Frontier. Yeah, you get a Triple <laughs> Frontier. Yeah, people yeah. just turn on mm-hmm. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Triple Frontier. So, so are sides extra at the Triple Frontier? <laughs> <laughs> or is it family style yeah, where you just get family? like one yeah, yeah. mashed oh. potato and everybody shares it? So here's the, eating their monk fruit. This mm-hmm. is what I'm yeah. doing. I know. See? Call back. Yeah. It would have worked All out. you can eat cliche yeah. buffet. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, you know, there, there's this um, setup of like, you know, they're all going to come after him. Like, all right, there's going to be this giant gunfight towards the end. But then I realized as I'm watching this movie, all the budget went to you know, these stars. So there's going to be left. Oh, no. There's so you're a, saying it was bad on the effects. There's going to be less side? left for the actual movie. So at the end, <sighs> they're chased by one Jeep full of teenagers. <laughs> so like a spring break. Yeah, yeah. Went <laughs> back. A spring break That's gone hilarious. wrong. So and I'm like, oh, my God. So the, clearly oh. there was no oh. money left oh. for an actual climax to this film. Oh, <laughs> So oh. it is. Um, so you, it didn't have a satisfying ending. I would so so probably say no. Is this the movie? This is the reason why Netflix is upping its monthly subscription. Yes. <laughs> this is who we have to blame is Triple Threat. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, because they're 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 just overpaying um, for celebrities and not for actual content. And uh, um, so that that's really what's going on because they're you know whatever. Um, algorithm they're using it's clearly celebrity based where it doesn't matter what they're in you know we just need something with them in it no i think that's absolutely true because if you watch you know argo on let's say you watch argo on netflix Mm. this is going to pop up because yep. Netflix in yep. it. So mm-hmm. you're probably going to watch it. Yep. You know, you might also like, and this is where this right. is. Because mm-hmm. I've watched these types of movies on Netflix, and this is front and center. Yeah, right. they, they yep. pop right up. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I mean, uh, if Netflix was being honest, they should be saying, you know, you will probably not like, but it still has Ben Affleck in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And you're home on your couch, and you have nothing yeah. better to do yeah. right now, so you may yeah. watch it. Let's face so it, scroll, you're going to watch scroll, this. Ben yeah. I mean, seriously, mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scroll, scroll, yep. Ben Affleck. And <laughs> also, there there is that little bit of like uh, that Netflix is definitely pushing of like that ex- exclusivity. Like, this is Ben Affleck, a giant star in a movie that you can only see here, yeah, on yeah. and it's included in your subscription fee. Yep. So really, it's like you're getting it free. And the other thing too, I mean, <laughs> that's, th- th- that's this is another thing that. So I watched a most violent year on Netflix. Mm-hmm. So this guy directed it, and I like that movie. And mm-hmm. and um, Oscar Isaac is in it, mm-hmm. and I love Oscar Isaac. Yeah. so it makes me sad. And Jessica Chastain's in it. It's oh, a really, oh, it's a really well made. It 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 takes its time. Most violent year. But it's like it, it's a it's a really good. And it's it? based on a true story, mob thing in New York in the eighties. Oh, this one wasn't. Yeah. So, yeah. This is... uh, but now, was this a um, Netflix acquisition or did Netflix produce they got... it? No. That's the difference. Mm. Most Violent Year went out in the theaters. It tried to even get some Oscar buzz that year. Right. Um, it just didn't take off uh, in the theaters, box office wise. But it was a really one of these movies that, you know, we talk about this every year during the Oscars. Yeah. It's always one of these like, wow, this was too, great. It was great. And they just didn't have the marketing budget or whatever to push it, yeah. but a really solid movie. There's no way on earth Netflix. <laughs> 
had anything to do with making that movie. They right. just bought it. Right. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. And, and I do mm-hmm. give I do give Paramount thumbs up for letting Netflix have Triple Threat. Yes. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. I think old Jim G over there is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, hmm. Yeah. Hey, go ahead, Netflix. You want? Go yeah, ahead. yeah, yeah. It's, uh, go you know, ahead. The have studios fun. Have figured out. Oh, if we don't, you know, we're not going to make any money off this movie because it's awful. But yeah. hey, we could recoup some of this loss yep. by uh, letting Netflix have it for a couple smart, million. Smart. So, all right. So that is our. Uh, those are our uh, current movies. Let's get into some Patreon sponsors. Let's get into Patreon supporters. Guys, mm-hmm. if you go to uh, patreon.com slash comedyfilmnerds, you can have your ad read in the middle of an episode just like Chris is about to do right now. <laughs> Ready? Yes. Right. This is the triple frontier of sponsorships. Yes. <laughs> this is from- One last sponsor read. Yeah. And, uh, but we don't know where they are. <laughs> and from Will Leonard, uh, his wife, Katie Bagwell, is once again riding the MS-150, a you go, Katie. ride that is helping fuel progress towards a world free of MS to ride from Houston to Austin at the end of April. The money raised will help fund amazing progress in MS research. You can uh, reach her donation page at uh, willthetd.com slash CFN. That's will, W-I-L-L-T-H-E, td.com slash CFN. If you can, help her achieve her goal. Yes, I'd love to give a shout out. So mm-hmm. um, I am an MS patient. Oh, wow. And I just want to take a minute and I want to say thank you to Katie because the MS Society is an extraordinary organization that their funding really does go toward making progress on curing that disease. So thank you, Katie. And right away and stay hydrated. Yeah, stay hydrated. And you guys, a bunch of you, you know, last year they were a Patreon sponsor and, and many of you listeners helped them help Katie reach her goal. So help again. Yes, please do. And uh, Johnny Rulon is promoting his novel Green Cheek. It's Johnny. a guide to street magic. It's on Amazon, mm. both digital and hard copy. It's an experimental stream of consciousness novel, which follows the exploits of the muse Calliope and immortal lover T.S. on a journey through time, dreams, and the hidden places of a supernatural America. The website's happyhorrorshowproductions.com, happyhorrorshowproductions.com. And a, uh, a new sponsor, Fanboy Planet. A website and podcast for all things geeky and amazing. Check out <laughs> Fanboy Planet for your comic news, movie news, TV news, and amazing interviews with industry insiders and artists. Fanboyplanet.com. If you need us to be interviewed, Fanboy Planet, let us yes, know. Yes, we are available, uh, especially to Patreon sponsors. <laughs> uh, we uh, From Chris Parker Howard, Coffee Over Suicide. It's a dramedy podcast about mental illness and choosing life over death. Mm. One cup wow. of coffee at a time. Mm. Wow. Get caught up on season one before season two premieres in April. Uh, find out more at coffeeoversuicide.com. And Alice Frazier. Using uh, the medium to make things better. Yes. Yeah. Co-host of the Bugle podcast and Tea with Alice brings you a series of three genre-bending solo stand-up shows that explore the boundary between comedy and tragedy. The shows were recorded back-to-back. It's a three-hour show at the Melbourne Comedy Festival uh, with a binaural microphone, which creates an intensely immersive listening experience. Go to alicefrazier.com, alicefrazier.com, Frazier with an S. And Rebecca Evans, The Art Podcast. We move past hesitation. We're true to ourselves. We find our own art in life. You want to hear some fun stories and get inspired? Check out The Art. Facebook.com slash The Art Podcasts with an S. And last but not least, La Calavera by Alan Ross. It's about a pirate radio operator who decides to go into the pirate cable TV business. Darren Loney, together with a group of misfits and the questionable guidance of a spiritual advisor in the form of Richard Nixon, 
Gear up to take on the world's largest media conglomerate and its egomaniacal celebrity CEO. It's on Amazon and ebook and hard copy. I'm halfway through this book and I'm having a blast. Very wow. good. Awesome. Anytime, really anytime Nixon comes in, it's fantastic. Uh, yeah. He's just an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> That's just whispering, oh, you're going to really screw the pooch on this one. Yeah. Like, he's just a fucking dick. It's, it's as well he should be. So um, we are going to be redoing the Patreon. We'll be talking about that um, in the next couple of weeks. And one of the things we're going to add is a uh, CFN loot crate, which would be really cool, probably yeah. at the uh, 25. 30 level but we're going to send you like a uh, hundred bucks worth of stuff so it'll be a really fun kind of uh cfn stuff you know be some thrilling adventure hour stuff some really cool and stuff that we don't know how it got into the garage you'll be getting some of that stuff too <laughs> <laughs> maybe some mung fruit packets yeah it's pot you never know you don't you know, know, you, don't know. Garage. Mm-hmm. you don't know what yeah. we've been storing yeah. in your garage yes. it's uh any, any could happen <laughs> All right, ready for some trailers? Let's do it. Now, this is the uh, new Avengers Endgame trailer. <laughs> now, it's interesting. They were really holding this trailer um, until Captain Marvel came out. Let's see if it was worth like it. a thousand years ago, I fought my way out of that cave, became Iron Man. I'll start with Iron Man. Realized I loved you. I know I said no more surprises, but I was really hoping to pull off one last one. The world has changed. So we're seeing a lot of flashbacks for the Avengers. All we can do is our best. And sometimes the best that we can do is to start over. Die. So I would say this trailer is probably half old footage. I keep telling everybody. Recapping. So far. Some do. But not us. Even if there's a small chance, we owe this to everyone who's not in this room to try. We will. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Scarlett Johansson is thinking of that scene. Am I finally going to get my own movie now? <laughs> Whatever it takes. Well, sometimes before you move forward, you got to look back. <laughs> <laughs> What? Not yet. Wait, wait, wait. wait. No. Hold on. I like this one. <laughs> Little Captain Marvel at the end. That's why they like they waited. Yeah. Well. But uh, here now, I think. Uh, hmm. I saw something really interesting with this trailer, and and I saw the same thing with this next trailer. So I wanted to kind of talk about them together. So I don't know if we saw Frozen Two yet already. The trailer. I saw this in the theater when I wa- yesterday when I watched. Um, it was it, they played it ahead of Captain Captain Marvel. Right. All right. This one here. Yes. 
Wow, 35 million views. It's only a month old. Kind of like this stuff. Oh, Disney. Tax reform with H&R Block. Oh, we oh how dare you guys taxes. putting it? Hey, wow. come, on. come on. I got my taxes done. Yeah. I know, right? In person mm-hmm. or online. Has your back. First time I've ever gotten them done ahead of time. Congratulations. Thank you. That's huge. Mm-hmm. It is big. I've had a corporation for 10 years. Never, I've always had to find an extension. <laughs> I know that game. <laughs> <laughs> More people do it than you think. <laughs> extensions. Well, all my accounts were always just like, oh, I just automatically filed an extension. Yeah. I, like, mm-hmm. I don't do that. <laughs> what did she just say? Okay. okay. Yep. That's also just trying to run into the ocean, you know, and trying to freeze the waves as she runs. But she's not able to do it. What temperature is the ice water? Salt water. He's like Aquaman is like a mentor. <laughs> I wonder if Disney will make any money this year. <laughs> that little startup? I yeah. Know, I hope they get more funding. Mm. And they're launching their streaming service this year, too. Oh, God. we start on that. <laughs> Sweeping vistas. Now, I, I want to point a couple things out. First of all, both trailers, Disney properties, both trailers made by Disney, and both huge franchises. They both took the exact same strategy of, we're going to show you very little. We're showing you nothing of the story. There's, we're showing no villains. We, we're showing you literally just enough to get you excited because we know you already know what this is and you're already in the theater. Yeah. So I think it, it's a great strategy because... How many times have we complained? You know, these trailers are giving everything away. We don't care. I'd rather, if I already know these characters and this is part of a franchise, I don't need a giant story trailer. Mm-hmm. To we're, we're there anyway. It's the thing Disney and Marvel though do so well. Mm-hmm. It's why I was so on board with Captain Marvel. Yeah, they tease you. They tease yeah. you, and I'm just mm-hmm. like I'm in. And plus, they have a track record of delivering. Right. So and I the love of a trailer. Yeah, it's to tease you, not to show you everything. Right. So I, I mean. I'm going to see both these movies. Yeah, exactly. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Who are we kidding? Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously, yeah. though. Cool. And, yeah. and Disney knows that. They're like yeah. literally laughing yeah. at everybody that clicks the play button on that trailer. Like, <laughs> like you weren't coming anyway. Yeah. All we got to do is show the title for an hour or, you know, and then you you're guys would, be there. You would click on it. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's it, it's an interesting strategy and I think it works. I really do because you could see it's doing the same we thing for both, both franchises. All of us are like, yeah. I'm going to go. Yep. I love the first Frozen. I do. Yeah. You know, and... And, uh, you know, as a surfer, I like to see somebody trying to get out uh, of the Get, out, yeah, get, get out, out in front of the waves. Get out in front of the waves. Yeah. i got to look that up now later. Um, now, it, it's interesting, too. Like temperature. Yeah. Salt water freezes out. I'm like, how cold would that have to be 
Anyway. At Frozen also, like, there was, like, hints of, like, that this might be, like, more of an action movie, too. Like, there was, uh, there was the a little... Sword was the sword was kind yeah. of a hint. A lot of a kinetic stuff going on, mm-hmm. and, like, I, I think it's... Warrior training. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it looks like they're going... They, they have some quest or something right. they have to go some on, quest. so they're going to be fighting everybody along the way. Yeah. Which I'm all for. Absolutely. Sort of an outlaw Josie Wales uh, frozen. Yes. <laughs> with, uh, with freeze powers. With freeze powers. <laughs> which is handy. So, all right. And on uh, now, before we get into the DVD and Blu-rays, let's talk a little bit about um, you guys, your um, Seed and Spark. Now, you guys aren't on Kickstarters. You're on a different platform. Mm-hmm. And your project that's coming, because there's not a lot of time left on it. Right, there's yeah. a week, right? Because we're seven days week. and about eighteen hours. What's left. the What's the end date? What's the exact end? Twenty seventh. Okay. What time on the twenty seventh? Is it midnight? ten a.m. ten a.m. on the twenty seventh. Ten a.m. on the twenty seventh. Mm-hmm. And then, so what? So tell everybody first of all what the project is and w- what you need the money for, where their money will be going, and what it will be helping to fund. So the project is called Down the Middle, mm-hmm. and it's a digital series, and it's The Odd Couple meets Dharma and Greg meets Women in 2019. <laughs> <laughs> and the premise is that there's an eccentric ad agency owner in Denver, Colorado, who is, think, most interesting man in the world. Okay, he's quite eccentric, has an, a lavish life, but is a great businessman. And he decides he's done working, and he surprises his daughter and his business manager with the news that he's retiring. It's not his birthday party. He's retiring, and he is giving them the business to split 50-50 down the, the middle. middle. And so um, the daughter has been the quintessential trust fund baby. She has been off living off of the solid earnings of her father, traveling all over the world, being mystically trained in all the different artistic capacities and spiritual capacities and adventures of a lifetime. And, and then he's using with him on the creativity. Yeah. And, and then not being, really having to show up in the office at no. all. Just being somebody to bounce inspiration <laughs> off of and showing up right. back from a trip to Africa with all kinds of ideas, right? And then there's his business manager who's been there since she was an intern out of college, who's been with him 15 years running the show, who always thought when he retired it would be her thing. And now she's got to work with this thing. So she's a little mad. A little mad. So Karen, that's Karen, and she is an uptight business manager by the book kind of control freak human. And Aurora's the globe-trotting gypsy, essentially, yeah. who is now, you know, who's really connected to her dad. So the mm-hmm. stakes there are that she's willing to show up. Mm-hmm. And, and he's ready to be done. He's ready to be done. Yep. Yeah. So actually, it was pretty perfect that I showed up dusty to the first meeting. <laughs> we oh, in- she's in character. <laughs> she totally was. I was like, "Yep, there you go." These women are committed. They were yeah. like, "Oh, I get it." <laughs> yeah. Now, are you uh, doing it with a partnership with another company? Yes, too? we've partnered with Drama Three Four Productions. Mm-hmm. And if you look them up, they've done a ton of very funny scripted comedy over the years. Yeah. So this funny. is a scripted online comedy series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so we wrote the first drafts essentially, mm-hmm. and now they're rewriting. Yeah, we're doing. We wrote it to them. just be the two of us, and they were like, "We want to see these women interact with the people, and this and that, and we love the characters." And so, fast forward, here we are, crowdfunding to now pay a whole team mm-hmm. and shoot it like we mean it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many episodes? Six. It'll be six that are six to eight pages each, so it'll hopefully flush out around 40-some minutes so that we could mm-hmm. pilot proof of concept, or it'll just be a flat-out six-episode series right, for right. online distribution, but and, yeah. And you guys are, how much, what's your goal? Well, the goal... <laughs> we look yeah, at each other like, well, 
forty thousand is our goal on Seed and Spark, right? And we have to get to eighty percent of that on on Seed and Spark. You have to get to eighty percent to get okay. anything that's been pledged. And then we have a, a fifteen thousand dollars stretch goal um, to help with all the finishing things, and the that festivals, we, and yeah, distribution. Sure. So it's really yeah. fifty five. But if we raise thirty two, you get it. We get it, which is great because we can. We can sure thirty two, forty, fifty five. We can move forward with all of right. that. Yeah, we can. And keep where are going. you at now? We're at twenty. I think the last I checked, we were right at like twenty two thousand right now. Yeah. Oh, so you're really Ooh, you're close. Up. We're really yeah. close. Yeah. Well, the last it. week, man, that's where it all comes together. That's where we're all the procrastinators, is. anyways. You know, yeah. that's yeah. your triple frontiers. Well, and we've been. <laughs> I, I ha- yeah, that's our triple frontiers. The last <laughs> one week. last. Yeah. We do. I gotta tell you, it really has been incredibly moving. You know, say what you will about social media, but I gotta say that it has been really fun to see how people that are part of our lives are getting involved and are excited to see it go. Mm. Um, I didn't expect that. The crowdfunding thing, I you know, we've talked, we've done it on several several big projects, for, and mm-hmm. you know, to me, you know, earbuds obviously was the big one. We raised yeah. one hundred and forty thousand dollars, and that like it funded with thirty minutes to go. That's Whoa. crazy. Really close. Wow. <laughs> Were you guys popping Alka Seltzer like? No. I, oh my god, it was insane. And then well, that was yeah. Kickstarter, right? So you had mm-hmm. to get hundred percent to get any yeah. of it. Wow. And people, we hit the goal and everyone online is going, we did it. And some people started pulling their money back. And I was like, no, 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 no. (laughs) People that did like 200, well, now I'll just do 20. It's like, Uh, no. no. Um, But the the community that you're talking about is one of the the very cool aspects of it is seeing people rallying together and getting behind it. It's great. Taking Mm -hmm. ownership of it. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, and and tell us like some of the, what, what are some of the things people can get Oh my God, the oh, perks are so great. great so just a reminder, so it's downthemiddleseries.com and that'll take you right to our Seed and Spark page. And gosh, I don't even know, we had one that sold out. So I have an award-winning one-woman show that I did back mm-hmm. in 2015 that ended up going to New York, blah, blah, blah. And I'm working on a second one right now that premieres this year. And one of the things that I donated was an hour with me to talk about if you wanted to create your own performances. And a lot of people, it's a great way to allow your creativity to get expressed and to start Mm -hmm. to work out ideas that have been trickling around in your head as a writer, even if you imagined it bigger than you. Um, Solo can be a really powerful way to start to bring storytelling to life. So they get time with me to sit and write that out. And I'll tell them, especially if they want to do Hollywood Fringe, I have a lot of advice Mm -hmm. in that world. well, one of our fearless producers, David Fickus, is offering an hour Skype session with him. So if you're a comedy writer or producer running a production company, I mean, he is in the trenches mm-hmm. day in, day out and has a lot of wisdom to share. Mm-hmm. So that's another meetings. One. And then Mike, my intrepid husband, who we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier, he's offering the opportunity for actors and directors to do editing on their reel. And I know that you guys know how yes. valuable that can be. Oh, my right. God. So he's... Uh, I, I've used him twice and I'm about to use him a third time. Yeah, I hey, just reached out to him because right. I was like, I need to re-edit my director's reel because I directed this TV show last year. No, I'm sorry. Three times. The the next one will be the fourth time. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's good. Mm -hmm. He's he's, really good. I'd use him to do my reel. Yeah, he's Mm -hmm. fantastic. And that's that's how we all know each other. (laughs) We've all used Mike. We've Uh all used that guy. Well, and then another fun one too is we're we're calling it name a character that if somebody really wants to be literally in the script, there's a donation there that we will literally use their name in the script as a character. We'll name a character after them to be determined. That's great. Mm -hmm. So, and we're like, because then you're really in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that includes like our VIP screening when we finally get it done and the cast, cast and crew wrap party. It's the coolest thing. And to, you know, uh, to all of our, uh, if there's any new listeners of ours out there, you know, when you participate in a crowdfunding thing, you really, and that was one of the coolest things. You become to, a part of it. You become a part of it. So we, you know, Earbuds, we interviewed podcast fans and then we had one of our 
big screenings at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival oh, where wow. we shot it a year prior. And that was like, that's probably one of the cooler moments I've ever had as a filmmaker is being in that room at PodFest with all those people, many of whom were in it, who helped support. I mean, it was a mm. room full of Kickstarter supporters. Yeah. yeah. It was really cool. It was yeah. just like, and everyone got to take ownership of this. And that's the cool thing about crowdfunding. I, I always say, like, if I could have, you know, donated to the Dark Knight graphic novel series in the 80s when I was a kid, I would have been like, oh my God, like I gave 50 <laughs> bucks to that. Like that would have been yeah. the coolest thing ever. <laughs> so you get to really participate and you're you're letting independent artists make art. Yeah, without gatekeepers, yeah. which is so critical. Like, you're going right to the fans. Like uh, a lot of times, you know, there's been this disconnect from like artists to the fan because, mm -hmm. oh no, the only way an artist can get to the fan is through a gatekeeper who says yes or no. Yes. Well, what if we went directly to the fan? No, don't do that. Well, yeah. that's part of as actors, that's what we kept hearing. Part of how this came to be on the actor side, which you're, what we're hearing all the time is you got to make your own stuff. You got to make your own, you can't wait to get auditions. It's spread so thin. There's so much content. But if you want to get seen, you got to make your own stuff. Well, that's daunting because listen, being an actor and surviving in LA isn't exactly a walk in the park anyway. And then they're saying, well, go make something too. By the way, go be a producer. And that's really how this came to be is she and I were like, well, what would we create? And it's actually authentic to our voice. Yeah, that's authentic yeah. that we mm -hmm. would that we would actually, and that's the one day that we started laughing at how funny our partnership was and <laughs> what that would look like if we were trying to do it in any kind of a business setting, how bizarre that would be. And would we even be able to do it or would we just like kill each other if we were trying to work <laughs> in that setting? And um, th that's how the whole thing came to life. So it was the commitment to create your own stuff and, and be authentic to your own voice and um, do it in partnership with the people you want to play with and that you want to create with versus where you end up on set because those are right. not always the happiest places. <laughs> not yeah. always. We did have a great time. We started by improvising within the extremes and recording them. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that stuff is priceless. I know, those recordings. <laughs> those, we should be offering those recordings. For oh, no, no. <laughs> those are not until we're way bigger and the people are going to have to up the <laughs> dollars for that business. That's the best way to write, though. I wrote oh, a, yeah. uh, a uh, one-act play with a buddy. We were in acting class together and we just would improvise and we started recording it and then came up with the and found finally sat down and put some structure to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that was a great way because you're really getting the voice of the people, of the character when you improvise as that character. Yep. That's a great way to do it. And those are, I mean, we we met as actors. So it's like also our common language, you mm -hmm. know. To improvise, yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> well, tell us the website one more time. Downthemiddleseries.com. That'll take them right to our Seed and Spark page where you can see all the fantastic perks. We didn't get even into all of them. Yeah, perfect. And you can help us get us to that 40. Awesome. Done. Support it, guys. Check it out. Thank you. All right. Now, uh, coming out on DVD and Blu-ray, um, two movies that were uh, in the Oscars. Um, yep. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, which is was a great movie. We all enjoyed it a lot. And it was uh, a, a great example of like well we already know who spider-man is what can we do differently with it and uh, animation wise what can we do differently and that answered that question take a really, bunch of different yeah yeah alternate universes which mm -hmm. is always a cool concept and mess with the animation style so it was really it's if you haven't checked it out yet definitely um go see it it's it's, it's really good and mary poppins returns this is the one that I got uh, Oscar goggles on. I thought, thought well, this, this was this is going to win gonna... something. It's I gonna, remember that because I listened something. to that where you guys were picking, yeah. and you I'm were like, just gotta, sure. I'm telling you, it's going to get something. <laughs> and uh, you know, I, I went online. I'm like, am I the only one who thought? And sure enough, there was a couple 
people in the academy thought, oh, Mary Poppins is going to get with something. So it wasn't just me. We were in the minority, but I wasn't the only one. All right, Chris. You're yeah. Not, you're not crazy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, in hindsight, I look and go like, well, I don't know what I was thinking. There's no way I he's going to win either. anything. Yeah. As you were picking it, I was telling yeah, you this. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I'm sure of it. No. <laughs> Wrong. Uh, so... Um, check it was, those uh, out. It was the mung fruit. Yeah, of, it must uh, have been. <laughs> <laughs> so if you liked the first one and you want a nice dose of nostalgia and it's got a great um, hand-drawn 2D animation sequence in it, which mm-hmm. was probably the best part of the movie. And I'm looking like, well, you should, probably should have done more of that. Um, <laughs> I really feel like they realized that um, the bike dancing scene. Mm-hmm. I really loved that, and just like cause it was like the chimney dancing. Scene, yeah, you know, it was, cool. was just like that, I feel like that, that was and like, the two D were my favorite yeah. parts. Yeah, there was some fun mm-hmm. stuff in there, and the, yeah. I remember reading that the you know the director fought for the two D animation. Like, no, we'll just you know computer general we'll oh. do it. I'm like, no, I want the original. They hired some of the original animators oh, that are wow. still alive to come on board and do it, and uh, the director really fought for it. But and the director, and they were like, well. As a director, you've made the studio a lot of money. We'll let you have the animation. One director, so, yeah. strong vision. Huh. Yes, exactly. Oh. Isn't that weird? Has that come up? Mm. Have we mentioned yeah. that before? <laughs> so odd. I heard that somewhere. So, and uh, on the site spotlight, now we are in the final two weeks of the Dana Gould merch, the Allison Rosen merch, and the uh, Jackie Cacher merch that will be disappearing from the store at, at the end of the month. So we want you guys to take a lot of it home. So we're offering some nice discounts. 20% off all Dana Gould merch. Um... Just use the code Dana and Allison Rosen merch. That's Snuggle, and that'll be 20% off. And Jackie Cation, 20% off with the um, code Dork. And also, the free T-shirt with every T-shirt order is also still going on. We still have some T-shirts left for that. So check that out. We are redoing Patreon. We want to have everyone become members. And the message boards are back up. And also... The plugins weren't working. They're fixed as well. Now you can kind of visit like Instagram and the message boards all kind of from the uh, homepage. Hmm. So you can check that out as well. And new uh, reviews on the homepage, Graham. I don't know if you were aware of this, but uh, some of our writers reappeared. Ooh. Yes, um, Lara House has a nice review on there, and uh, uh, Lord Corette has uh, a review of uh, Bachman Turner Overdrive, a, uh, a biopic for uh, uh, the. There's a Bachman the Turner singer. Overdrive yeah. biopic. I know, and he loved it. He thought it was really good, so you could check that out. Well, you um, ain't seen nothing yet. No, is there one song, right? Baby, baby, baby. Wow. All right. So, and Neil has a more in-depth Captain Marvel review on the site as well, so you can check all that out. And uh, premiering this week, Us, which I cannot wait to see. Oh, this I'm is so the, excited. Uh, it looks so good. And it's, again, everything, you know, I don't want to jinx it, but everything is being done <laughs> right. On wood. Yeah, it's, uh, the movie looks great. The trailers were cut perfectly. Don't give too much away. Just enough to give you that sense of dread and make you go, what's going on? This yeah, is insane. That, what yeah. the that hell is happening? Yes. yes. Right. I'm so which excited. Like, that's how that. I want to see this movie. Not the entire story of Pet Cemetery in the trailer. So... Uh, <laughs> Hmm. Um, no and then the other movie is Triple Threat, which we were is talking that about. The, the sequel uh, the, to the, Triple uh, yeah, Frontier? <laughs> the actual martial arts movie that has three martial arts stars in it. Triple Threat. Oh. Yes. This is the one that uh, uh, Rick Myers showed us uh, oh, the right. last That's uh, right. we San Diego Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Rick Myers, who was just in, mm-hmm. maybe still is in Japan, he sent us a photo of everybody in Tokyo. I know. I was so jealous like uh, of all the, you know, the Andrea, uh, earbud stars. Um, Sanai, Sanai and Andy. And Andy. Mm-hmm. So, and someone random friend he found. Yes. <laughs> Probably so, a nice man. Konnichiwa. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so that triple makes sense because yes, it applies it really to something. There's three yeah. threats. Excellent. Yeah, there's three Three threats. people with three different martial arts yes. abilities. That's mm-hmm. excellent. And they're all in the same movie being 
Triple. <laughs> they're all tripling it up. Yeah, yeah, they're tripling it up. They're not. Is they're, it one last score before they're, they're triple they, uh, intense? Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Of course, it's one last. It has to be one last score. I'm okay with that cliche. Yeah. If you're gonna just give me a decent yeah. structure, exactly. And a point, I'm okay with it. You know, you would think by now somebody would go. You know what? Why don't we make it their first score? This is yeah. like you know they're going in on their first score. Let's see what happens. Oh, I'm like, yeah. No, it's one. Last you guys one. right out of the academy going. Yeah, ah, fuck yeah. working for the government. Yeah, just... I'm going for a score. <laughs> this is my first one. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you know what? I don't like them that much yeah. anyway. Let's just you know, do it ourselves. And uh, um, you know every script. God, it, it's always one more and I'm out. And I'm out. Yeah, there's always that and I'm out is always added at the end. Um, and all right, that's our show. That is our show. Episode four fifty nine. Halfway mm-hmm. to. 968. Nice. We'll get, uh, we'll get there. Halfway, we're, we're going to have a great 968 episode. Um, but thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Heather and Michelle. so appreciate you guys yep. having us on. Absolutely. It's so much fun to get to great. come play with you yeah. guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Great. Thank so, you yeah, for the invitation. Good luck with the, uh, with the show. We'll I'm sure it will be fun. Especially the, the uh, Kickstarter, the Comedy Film Nerds fans will jump in. Now, it's not on Kickstarter. I want to make sure people know it's Seed and Spark. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's downthemiddle.com. Downthemiddleseries.com. Indeed. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Uh, we're Graham, doing... what do you have going on? Well, I've got a couple things here, Christopher. Mm-hmm. Um, Why don't you list them? I'm... <laughs> what a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, we're doing another Stay in Your Lane comedy show at the Corbin Bowl this Saturday, March 23rd at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. Tickets are 10 bucks. Marilyn Rice Cub is on the show. Mike Siegel is on the show. It's a great show already. Uh, yeah, Stephanie um, Zamorano from Jimmy Dore Show is going to mm-hmm. be on the show. Uh, so check that. It's a fantastic show. And you and Jim show. perform too, right? Yeah. And then Jim mm-hmm. Bruce and I, mm-hmm. we, we sort of co-emcee it. And it's a, it's a lot of fun. Uh, free parking ticket, uh, drinks and food are cheap. It's a great night out. In the If you're in the West Valley and you don't want to drive all the way in Hollywood, uh, come out. Graham, if I went and saw the show, would I get a discount on bowling? Yes, you would, Chris. Thank mm-hmm. you for asking. <laughs> you would get a discount I, I was on like, bowling. That is so what a weird <laughs> question. Yeah, yeah. Why would he just pick that question? <laughs> I was. I was like, what? Yeah. Do you get the shoes for free? Yeah. yeah we, we actually, we give you free <laughs> bowling shoes right now. That, so come for the joke, stay for the bowling. That's why we do the stay in your lane comedy. Chris, what a great question. So timely. I just, you know, I'd figure, you know, that's a question somebody thinking about coming might uh, might want to do. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Progressive Comedy Tour. We're going to Texas April 12th the 15th we're going to uh san antonio excuse me we're going to fort worth on the 12th houston on the 13th san antonio on the 14th and austin texas on the 15th so come check that out and then political vigilante live we're doing another live one at the uh sycamore tavern uh april 18th at eight o'clock all those tickets are at grahamelwood.com Excellent. Very cool. What so. amazes me is he just did all of that from top of mind with no notes. I got a crazy weird memory. I don't know where I ever have to be unless <laughs> I have my calendar. I have a, I have an, I've got a weird, Obviously. I got a weird Savanti kind of memory about certain things. It's exotic fruits. But it was also very, it's, it was, yeah. It's the exotic fruits. Yeah. But you make it sound so fluid that it looks like you were reading from it. I know, it really did. And he just sat there counting it off on his fingers. He's staring at me the entire time. I I have a photographic memory, so I literally picture it. I picture everything in my brain. Right, you see it. Lucky. So So I'm not looking at you, Chris. (laughs) (laughs) It's the pictures in his mind. Makes sense. Um, So I want to mention, too, I have my uh, new episode of Conversations from the Abyss just dropped. It is called The Game, and it is about two brothers who take a sibling rivalry to a very extreme end, and it stars the Sklar brothers. They did an amazing job. First time they actually uh, did one, uh, Randy and Jason Sklar. Uh, In fact, when I listened back to it at first... um, they have such a similar delivery mm-hmm. delivery that like I couldn't 
um, really, when you're listening, like, well, sometimes they would blend together. So the sound designer went and changed the pitch and tone for their voices. So now they still sound the same, but now they also sound just different oh. enough that they sound they like... They are uh, so yeah. funny, those yeah. guys. Yeah. They're so good. Yeah. They're so great. Mm-hmm. And their time, I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. it's, it really is artistry to watch. They're amazing. They yeah, share yeah. a brain. They're the Borg. They're and, the Borg. Uh, they really do. Comedy. So I was like, all right, well, I've got two, I got, I, I've got two brothers and a sibling rival. I've got to get the Sklar brothers. Yeah. 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 I get the Sklar brothers. Yeah, so it's, uh, it came out really, really nicely. So I uh, checked that out. And a uh, little tease, I will be doing a new Kickstarter for the next graphic novel. Oh, so sure. I will be uh, I will be more information uh, within the next uh, month or so as the pieces come in to actually launch that. But uh, <laughs> we'll pass um, the the baton. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but this will be a a another uh, really fun story. It'll be a martial arts comedy. Mm. So, oh, look at that, Chris. So we'll be uh, we'll be announcing that uh, within the next month or so. But I want to give you a little tease. All right. All right, that is our show. Thank you so much to Heather Dowling and Michelle Barton, uh, to our sound man, Aaron Brungard on the ones and twos, um, and everyone here at the All Things Comedy World Headquarters. My name is Graham Elwood. And I'm Chris Mancini, and as always, remember, Han Han shot shot first. first. The camera's aren't on anymore. Mung fruit. (laughs) Mung fruit.